0: What is up, my do double Gs in this hizzle for shizzle my nizzle? So, what did the skipperly we welcome again to another episode of Latin in Laymans, where your boy here is going to be doing some grammar stuff. We're going to talk about the first conjugation in Latin here, and then I'm going to pivot on over and talk about intransitive verbs, aka what a linking verb is, and I'm going to pit what an intransitive verb is against a transitive verb so that you know the difference, because you probably don't know, even though you should know, because it's just the difference between an action that carries, <clears throat> excuse me, an action across, okay, that trans, trans coming from the Latin, which means across, like transatlantic, uh, trans-Siberian, across the Siberian. That is a train that goes across the Siberian plains. And so if it is intransitive, it does not carry across an action, aka it is a linking verb. What does a linking verb expect? Well, expectations are very important in grammarian speech because they expect a predicate rather than a transitive verb that Expects a direct object. So, if you guys are interested, and you just got your mind dazzled by just a bunch of grammar that is basically just really fundamental or rudimentary stuff, but I just uh, I upped it a little bit with all the terminology and stuff like that. So, if you guys want to know the difference between a verb like to walk versus the verb to be, like is, I am, you are, he, she, it is. Well, you know what? It's actually more interesting than you'd think. So let's get on into it. Um, but before we get started, I would love some support, some love, uh, some storage. If you guys can go ahead on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and, I don't know, leave some comments. That's actually where you can leave me some actual words as to what you guys like about my podcast and or anything and everything. Hey, you could say that I'm a pooy butthole. And uh, you know what? I won't know who you are, and you can use the uh, the anonymity of the internet to uh, do whatever you want. So, uh, you can do that. Uh, you know what? The world's your oyster, as I like to say. So, and you are the master of your own universe, Mr. Urbanbeck. So very well ingrained in my head during uh, AP Calculus back in senior year of high school, aka PTSD Central without further ado, though, I am not trying to actually minimize PTSD. That was just a joke. Um, because trauma, I think has, we we kind of, we tout trauma a little too much nowadays to the point where I think it, it can definitely minimize the trauma that people actually experience that leaves them in those, you know, aspects of trauma where they can actually be triggered and or, you know, come back to whatever traumatic event that you know is embedded within them human brain is such a plastic thing it can hold things so deeply embedded within the the brain anyways why do I ramble like this I don't know it's because I have a lot of things in my head and I just like to spot them out without further ado let's get into the first conjugation where we're going to talk about um the five essential grammatical terms that are used in reference to verbs in Latin. You should know this as well as English because English relies as well on this with um, each wor- verb that we use. We have mood, we have tense, voice, person, and number. Mood, is it the indicative or the subjunctive mood? Is it, is it the indicative, the matter-of-fact mood, or the subjunctive, the more conditional um, uh, mood? Subjunctive is a different mood that we actually don't touch on in Latin until way later because you basically have to relearn uh, all the conjugations again. So I won't I won't scare anybody. Tense refers to um, well it refers to the action of the verb and what time uh, when it's happening. Right? Is it happening in the past, present, or future? It can also happen in the Blue perfect past. It can happen in the uh, perfect passive future. You know, it, it, let's just move on. Voice. Voice is the term which is indicated whether uh, to understand whether the subject, the the verb, is acting or in fact being acted upon. Right? Is it an active or a passive voice? Person is the grammatical term which indicates the nature of the subject. Right? So, is it an I, you, he, she, it? We, you, and and, or in the plural for second person person plural, y'all or they. Y'all is actually a grammatically correct contraction of you all, so it's not slang. And then finally, number, which uh, refers to whether the subject is singular or plural. That is, is it one person or is it many? So for the moment, all verbs that we're going to deal with are indicative in mood, as I said before, not subjunctive. They indicate fact, matter of fact statement. That's what the indicative means. Uh, in the present tense, aka they happen now, and in the active voice, the subject is the doer of the verb. In the uh, like In the beginning of Latin, we're going to mainly focus on how to change that person. That is, who is doing the action and the number, and it begs us to ask the question of whether the person is singular or plural. Is it a singular I, or is it a plural amount of I's? What's a plural amount of I? We. What's a plural amount of you? Y'all. What's a plural amount of he, she, it? They. There you go. Another important grammatical concerning uh, term concerning Latin rather is a conjugation. So conjugation has two meanings in Latin. Firstly, it's the process of joining a personal ending onto the base of a verb to form a full Latin verb form. and secondly, and this is also a very important term or note. it's the term used to refer to one of the five categories of Latin verbs which are distinguished from each other by the vowels found at the end of their base, either an A, a long E, a short E, a long I, or a short I. We get into those because we have first, second, third, fourth, and third IO conjugations. Now, let's look at all at how to form a Latin verb because it's a very formulaic process. I like to think of everything as kind of a formula. Just like I say, I approach language in a very mathematical way, and you can do so. Don't at me. Latin verbs in the present tense consist of really three elements. We have the the verb base, we have a thematic vowel, and then a personal ending. So firstly, the verb base conveys the verb's meaning. For instance, that am, at the very beginning, the first person singular conveys the sense of love, or I'm sorry, not am, just the base of am, aka the base of a mo. Loud, a-l-a-u-d, is the base for praise, and then D-U-C, Duke, is the base for lead. A.K., we have Amoamare, we have Laudo Laudare, and we have Duco care. The thematic vowel signals which conjugation or category the vo- v- verb belongs to. A is the thematic vowel for the first conjugation, and E, the long E, is the thematic vowel for the second conjugation. Later, we'll learn the short E, which s- signals the third conjugation, and I, which signals the fourth and third I-O. Um, a verb belongs to one conjugation, and that's all. And that opens up the the aspect of a different uh, amount of vocabulary, uh, vocabulary words associated with that particular conjugation. We have to memorize the conjugations associated with each verb and vice versa. Finally, the ver- personal ending indicates the person and number of the verb. That is, who's doing the action of the verb. Person signals whether it's first, second, or third person. And number signals whether it is singular or plural. The person and number of the subject and verb must agree, aka in other words, must be the same. Personal endings are attached only to finite verbs. These are verbs with personal endings as opposed to infinitives. Infinitives are basically like the basis of the um, the verb. So if I were to say the verb is walk, the infinitive of walk is to walk. The verb of love is, or the infinitive of love is to love. You just put a T O. That's what makes it infinitive. They have no endings. They just refer to the fourth principal part or the second principal part. I'm sorry. A K, that would be amare. That would be jucare. That would be laudare. First, they show person. So let's go ahead and, um, go over the important grammatical information of verb endings. They show person, aka first, second, or third. First person signifies me or my group. In English, first person is represented by I or we in the plural, I in the singular. Second person represents the person to whom the speaker is talking, aka you, is used in the standard English. To indicate both the singular and plural, but where I come from, there's a very useful second person plural form of you, aka y'all, that I was talking about before. You all, just a contraction of that. So we're gonna use y'all. I like using that. Also, so do my students in this class, aka this podcast or whatever you want to call it. We will uh, we mean second person plural as y'all because that's something that we should all know and for you to keep in mind because I'll say y'all a lot and it's grammatically correct. I'm just, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. Finally though, third person, the person or persons over there represented in English by he, she, it, and in the plural they. Latin verb endings also show number that is singular or plural. The singular pronouns I, you, he, she, it, and the plural pronouns are we, y'all, and they the latin personal endings which are used at the end of latin verbs uh are used to indicate person and number and are are as follows which is o sometimes it's m meaning i s which is you t meaning he she it mus meaning we tis meaning y'all you or y'all and nt meaning they those are the endings that we tag on to the base of the verb so then if i were to we'll go into it a little bit more but i'll do it very quickly here taking those endings and putting it on a mo amare we would have a mo we'd have amas amat amamus amatis amant i love you love he she it loves we love y'all love they love i have just now successfully conjugated a mo amare in its first uh conjugation active indicative latin verbs do not Absolutely require pronouns like I or you to indicate person and number, though. These endings are then appended onto the thematic vowel. In first conjugation, that thematic vowel is an A, okay? Just like, as you guys noticed noticed before, if I went amo and then I went to amas, M-A-M-A-S. And then amat, it's not amat, it's not A-M-O-S or A-M-O-T, it's A-M-A-S, A-M-A-T and then amamus amatis and amat Se- second conjugation however uses an e that long e as its thematic vowel so it would be ducoducere or if i use the word to have habeo which would be ha i have habes which would be you have habet would be he she it has habemus we have habetis you all have and habent they have notice in the th- the first person singular of the second conjugation unlike in the first conjugation the thematic vowel is not lost resulting in that first uh person singular eo that that double vowel cluster habeo eo h-a-b-e-o okay so translating present tense verbs are not that difficult latin only has one present tense form for the verb so, for example, a mo would just be I love. You can, um, but rather, English, however, has three. So, we can either say I love or we could say I am loving. The continual form, the simple form is I love. And then the affirmative form is I do love. All of these happening in the present and all of these happening in the same tense. So, they all are correct. This form is most often used, though, uh, with negative statements like I do not love though, So with that affirmative form, it also can negate the affirmation, aka non. So you could say non amo, so I would be uh, I do not love. Why, you may ask, does English have three present tense forms? I really don't have an idea for that, but if we were ancient Romans, the Senate would certainly outlaw two of them for sure. Yeah, honestly, after all, how many times do you need to say, here comes the enemy? So again, going over those personal endings, which are act- active, it's either O or M in the first person singular, which means I, S, which is U, T, which is he, she, it, mus, we, tis, y'all, and nt is they. Amo, ama samat, amah, samati, samant i love you love he she it loves we love y'all love they love there you go finally moving on we're going to talk about infinitives real quickly because you know we i touched on them before we'll get into them we'll talk about intransitive verbs real quickly and we'll wrap it up because it's going to be a longer episode that's for sure so infinitives infinitives in latin um or in english rather begin with a two as in to love to have to praise like i said before infinitives in, in latin and with an re Example, amare, which means to love, or habere, to have, laudare, to praise, right? Hydrating there. Note that Latin infinitives use the thematic vowel appropriate appropriate to each conjugation. As you noticed, it went from amare to habere, a.k.a. A for amare, E for habere, H-A-B-E-R-E. Amare, M-A. A M A R E. So verb forms uh, after the infinitive come the imperative, aka the mood that indicates a command, for example, go, exclamation mark, or run, or stop, or whatever. The present imperative mood in Latin has two forms, and the singular no ending is used, for example, so it would be ama, aka love, or we day, see, In the plural, you add a te, so that would be amate, which would be love plurally to people. So that would be like you addressing a plural amount of people, um, but you were saying it in the imperative statement. So you would be like love or see, see something, I don't know, almost aligns with an interjection in a way. Note that Latin distinguishes between when a command is directed at a person, though, an imperative singular or more than one person, like I was saying before. So, lauda is singular, and it is used when commanded, uh, when the command is directed only at one person, whereas if I said laudate, the plural um, is used uh, when the command is directed at more than one person. Also note, just as with other forms, Latin imperatives also use the appropriate thematic vowel for each conjugation, a for the first conjugation, e for the second, and so on. So finally, um, we'll go ahead and wrap it up there with that. And then we'll move on into intransitive verbs, IK, AKA what sum sa is the verb to be in Latin. So what we just did is we went over the concept of first conjugation transitive verbs, AKA verbs that carry across an action that are going to require the expectation of a direct object. Now we're going to shift directions and gears, and we're going to pit that against what, um, these intransitive verbs expect, aka a predicate. What is the predicate? Well, if you don't know, you're just about to learn. So let's do this. All right, now we're back. Let's get into essay, the verb to be, aka intransitive verb. Like many v- verbs uh, that are common in, commonly used, the verb to be in Latin is irregular. So it's not like a f- normal verb. Uh, it translates as the verb to be. In the singular, we have "sum." S, est, sum, I am, s, you are, est, he, she, it is, sumus, we are, estis, y'all are, sunt, they are. If you look at this verb actually linguistically, the base of sum is actually s, e, s, because it's sum, s, est. Sum is spelt sum, like uh, summa cum laude and S is U-R-E-S, and then est is he, she, it is, or there is, depending on um, an example would be there is a book you should read. That would be an example of using there is instead of he, she, it is. However, there is a rule in Latin that if S is followed by a nasal sound, that is an M or an N, it becomes S-U. Thus, sum, sumus, and sunt came to be. That's why the base is ES, but you can't really do all that nasally stuff. It would sound very unusual. This verb to be is not only unusual, unusual in its format, but also what grammarians call its expectation. Do you guys remember that word that I mentioned prior? In other words, the, the forms that accompany it or um, that it uh, predicates, AKA the verb to be does not expect a direct object because direct objects receive action and there's no action in the verb to be, right? When you are being, you are just existing, you are just a potato. An etymological lesson here, though, if you didn't know, I'll go ahead and go back into it. The technical term for the verb that does not expect a direct object is intransitive, meaning in, not, trans, across, it. uh, It is actually an irregular form of the verb to go in Latin. Therefore, thus the verb does not carry across an action, does not go across from the subject to a direct object, doesn't carry anything across versus a transitive, it goes across versus intransitive, it does not go across. Instead, the verb to be um, has two things basically equated to one another. I'll get into that more in a second. Because for example, when you say the man is a teacher, you are essentially essentially saying man equals teacher. Is here, is is the verb, right? But it's not really doing anything. It's not carrying an action. It's just intensifying the fact that the man is what? The man is a teacher. It's almost a- adjectival in, uh, in a way. So in place of an accusative direct object, the Latin sum expects a nominative predicate right? If you guys remember the cases, nominative, genitive, dative, accusative, and ablative. Nominative refers to the subject of the sentence, genitive, possessive noun, and in, dative, indirect object, accusative, direct object, and ablative, the prepositional phrase and or object of the preposition. Um, so to go back to our example, the man is a teacher, man is the subject, and teacher is the predicate, right? You could also swap that around you could say the teacher is a man therefore the teacher is then the subject and the man is the predicate basically showing what kind of teacher it is aka a man or a woman or a they them teacher I don't know in Latin this sentence would be we're est magister as you can see we're is in the nominative uh, is a nominative subject and magister is also in its nominative form its nominative predicate aka they both match and it's gender, uh, case, and number. We are in magister. We are est magister. Man est is teacher. Predicates can be adjectives as well, as nouns, but in either instance, the predicate has to be nominative. So you could say Mr. Connerly is a teacher. Mr. Connerly is a Latin teacher. What kind of teacher is Mr. Connerly? He is a Latin teacher. See, it's just kind of intensifying and basically highlighting what that person already is. So one can say, Puer est parvus, the boy is small, or otium est malum, leisure is evil or bad, estis boni, y'all are good. Or if you translate the predicate as a substantive, aka substantive is an adjective that also acts as a noun. What we've studied before and adjective functioning is a noun. You can translate it as y'all are good men or good people since masculine gender functions as common gender in Latin. Hey, I didn't make the rules. You can thank male chauvinism in history for always valuing the male gender over the female gender. We are making a resurgence and the pendulum is swinging in another direction. So let's keep it there. I like that more. Please note, though, that predicate adjectives agree with the subject in gender, number, and case, like I said before, whereas predicate nouns agree with the subject only in case because nouns have to maintain their own number and gender. Conversely, adjectives must agree with the noun they go with in number, gender, and case. So that's really all I have to say about intransitive verbs, those that don't carry across an action from the subject to the direct object so if i were to say a sentence like i went to the store would that be an example of a regular transitive verb sentence or an intransitive verb sentence well if i'm walking what is walking here is it carrying across an action what am i doing i'm walking to the store yes there is a directional quality to it because where am i going going to the store it's requiring me to carry an action aka being ambulant aka the latin word for walk is ambulo, ambulare. So I am ambulating all the way to the store, um, versus something like, is I love my audience. I love my etymologizers. Again, is this carrying a sense of an intransitive verb, AKA the verb to be, or a transitive verb? I love my audience, my etymologizers. I love all y'all. I really do. I appreciate you guys. Um, What is it? Sounds like, again, I'm carrying across an action, aka to love. To love does need some sort of direct object in order to indicate what I am loving, right? You can't just say love without expecting, well, what are you loving? I just love. Oh, that's nice, but that just is an incomplete thought. Sorry, buddy. Well, how about I am happy? I am. Sum, actually, is how you would translate that into Latin. I am, and then happy is beatus, or beata, depending on uh, masculine and feminine, and beatum would be neuter. Um. So, with, actually, beatus could be blessed. I can't remember. It, it, they're, they're very similar. Regardless, I am happy. Is that carrying? any sort of directional quality? Am I carrying across some sort of action? Yes, I'm being happy, but it's kind of just intensifying what I am currently, right? What am I at this current time? Well, I'm happy. I also could be, um, I don't know, constipated. I am constipated. That's still not carrying a, a, I'm sorry, I resorted to that one. But I, I still am just in the state of being constipated. I'm just, God, sometimes I really hate myself. Regardless, there isn't a directional quality to that because I am carries no sort of action other than just being. So what if I said, you are amazing. You are amazing. What are you? You're amazing. I could say the brown or the bear is brown. What is the bear? The bear is brown. I could just say a brown bear and I, it would say mean the same thing. And they would both be in the nominative uh, singular indicating the subject in my sentence. But in this case, what kind of bear is he? A brown bear. Or she? She's a brown bear. There we go. I could also then t- go off and I could say that bear over there is a brown bear. That bear is a brown bear. Intensifying and going into what kind of bear that bear is. So I feel like I've beat a dead horse to its fullest, and uh, sorry for that. But if you learned something new, then quite an episode. I would really appreciate you guys doing the whole tappity-tap-on over to... Uh, giving me a rating of some type if you guys appreciate it and learn something new from all of this rudimentary concepts, but looking at it and kind of scratching under the surface just a little bit deeper. So I want to appreciate you all. Thank you again so very, very much for your inquisitive knowledge in nature and wanting to know more and learn more. Tempus S. Descatering.